I would like to... There's a Pasuk in the parish I want to talk about for a few minutes. It says, it, the Pasuk says, Vavram Zaken, Avram became old, Baba Yamim. He came with days. He was an old man. Vashem Berchas Avram Bakoil. Hashem Eitan gave Avram the bracha of Koil. Hashem Berchas Avram Bakoil. Hashem blessed Avram with it all. There's many pshatim in the Mepharshim. What Bakol means? What does it mean to Ben Shavram? He gave everything to Avram. Bakol. Avram has it all. There are many, many pshatim in the Mepharshim. What it means, Bakol. What do you get? In benching, every single time we bench. Uh, Abbas. Every time we bench. We actually ask for this bracha. We say, we say to Hashem, The same way our fathers were benched, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Bakol, Mikol, Kol, with the bracha of Kol, of everything, all the Avais, Aaron, got this bracha of Kol, Hashem Berch Zavram Bakol, Yitzchak got a brach of kol, Yaakov got a brach of kol. The same way the Avais were blessed with kol, Ken Yivarech Aisanu, please bench us, Kulanu Yachar, all as one, Bibracha Shlema, with this perfect blessing. So we ask Hashem every time we bench, we ask Hashem, can we have this brach of kol also? So I think it's important for us to know what is the bracha of koil that the Avais got. And we ask Hashem, Aaron, I want to show you, Aaron, sit next to me for a minute, Aaron. Every time you bench Aaron, you ask Hashem for this bracha of koil. We actually request it. In the parish it says, Avram Zakim Baba Yen Mashem Berchs Avram Bakoil. Shem blessed Avram with koil. And in benching, you say, Kimoshen is Baruch HaAbisenu. The same way they were benched our fathers, Abram Sikol Yaakov, Bakol Mikol Kol. With Kol, Ken Yivarech Sanu. Bless us also, Kulanu Yachad, all as one, Bibracha Shlema, with this perfect bracha. What in the world this bracha of Kol that we ask Hashem for? So, there's a Ramban, a cryptic Ramban. The Ramban says that koil is one of the midas of Hashem. It's an attribute of God. There's something called koil. And Hashem blesses Avram by koil. He's giving him some great attribute. I want to explain. The Ramban says Said. It's a secret. It's Kabbalistic. It's out of my league. I would like to share with you what Rav Aaron Cutler says. And Rav Aaron Cutler says that the midah of koil is sameach b'chelkoi, is to be happy with your lot, to embrace and engage your lot, sameach b'chelkoi, to embrace and be happy with your lot. That sameach b'chelkoi, says Rav Aaron Cutler, the brach of koil is if we work our heads off to be sameach b'chelkoi, to accept our lot, Hashem in turn will give a person the spitz, the epitome of Samech Bechelka is koil. 
You work as hard as you can to be happy with your situation. And Hashem gives you kol. Kol is sameach b'chelkai squared. It's like the epitome. Sameach b'chelkai means I notice I have this, you have that. I don't have everything you have. But you know what? I'll accept my situation. Kol is yeshli kol. I have everything. There is nothing else. Like it's not relevant to anything else. It's irrelevant something else. It's sameach b'chelkai to the nth degree. Hashem berach savram b'chelkai means Hashem benched him. He worked on a madrega, and Hashem gave him that madrega, Aaron, to the nth degree. He worked on sameach b'chelkai. What does sameach b'chelkai mean? Being happy with your lot. And Hashem gave him the epitome of sameach b'chelkai is koil, is the brach of Hashem. It's the bracha that we ask for in benching. It's Ezra, it's the epitome of Sameach Bechelkai, being happy with what you have. That's Hashem Berch Savram Bakon. Rav Aaron says it in the Ramban. Now, the Ramban saying, Baderach Said, I'm sure there's a lot there. Rav Aaron Cutler says this in the Ramban that the Mida of Koil is Sameach Bechelkai to the nth degree. That's what he says, the Mida of Koil. I want to talk, I always like in the Torah studying the topic of gratitude. And I think it links tremendously to Sameach Bechelkoi. I want to talk about gratitude. I'm thinking a lot about my children. My daughter's bas mitzvah, just any time you make a milestone celebration for your kids, causes you to think about your kid. It is Maishi's birthday today. But being honest, Maishi's birthday is exciting. It is 18. But Rina's bas mitzvah. <laughs> but Rina's bas mitzvah. Being honest, Rina's bas mitzvah. Just to me, that milestone of bringing my daughter, my only daughter, to that she's mechuyeves in mitzvah. She's obligated in mitzvahs, and bringing her into kabbalas all mitzvahs just made me very reflective. It made me think a lot about the journey of each of my children. And there's, I want my children to have many midas, Davy. There's one midah that to me is a central midah. There are many midas, and every midah is linked to the other midah. Every character trait, everything's linked. All midas are linked. There's a central midah that I was thinking a lot, that if there's one thing I want to bequeath to my children, I want to get it myself, and I want to give to my children... Probably more fundamental than anything I want to give my kids is I want them to have gratitude. Now, you might think that's self-serving as the parent. <laughs> I want kids with gratitude. No shaykhs. No shaykhs. It's, it, it, it's, it's a nice attack, but no shaykhs. I want my kids to have gratitude. I want them to be that kid that Arya Weiss takes 30 people somewhere, but I want my kid three days later, he can't get out of, out of his head how kind Arya is being. Is the person who says thank you, there's somebody who like feels gratitude. It's, it's in there, it's, it's, they mamish feel it. They're appreciative. They recognize it. It's, it's coursing, they're, they're makire taiv. And I want my children to have gratitude. I want to share with you one of my all-time favorite vart. The Mitzi Hertz is here. This vart, please share with your family this vart, Yitzla. This, I'm cutting out a little piece of soul and I'm handing it. This is like I'm giving you a piece of my I'm cutting out some skin. 
there's certain vartim you say over the people, a nice vart, a good vart. You meet a friend at a chasna. There's certain mm-hmm. times you share something that's like, ah, to me this is, this, this vart is, is, is cutting out a piece. If you ever speak, and I, I give a Shabbos here to ladies, you say a nice vart, it says, Rabbi, that was really nice. This, if a guy says rabbi, that's really nice. I'm going to get mad. It's not nice. I'd rather you say I hated the vert than rabbi, that was nice. This, it's, too, it's too like, there's not a cute vert. This to, to build a life. And listen to this, Kashin. The Pasuk says, a man has a flock of sheep. It's a flock of sheep. Sheep are very vulnerable animals. Whenever you think of vulnerability, if you want a picture, a vulnerable picture of sheep, when I picture young kids, I get very mad at a seventh grade Rebbe who's abusive to the kids, emotionally, who's tough, who's rough, who's mean. Kids are so vulnerable. The little kids, a kid goes to school, he's, th- I don't care, you know, so a Rebbe, when you deal with a kid, he, uh, by the way, a 15 year old here, to me, is vulnerable. He's 15, I don't care how tough he is, I don't care that he's, he's aggressive and you're afraid he's going to ruin your yeshiva, he's vulnerable, he's a 15 year old kid. He's a guy, he's vulnerable. Be soft, be gentle, somebody's vulnerable. And a sheep is the spitz vulnerable. A sheep is geschmack, very meaty. There are a lot, if you ask, Yisrael Meir is very into animals and he's curious always, who's the predator? Who's the threat to this animal? And he's into that. He knows, he's telling me about an eye-eye. Who's, who, who can eliminate the ayah? There's a, there's, a, there's a food chain. So he was telling me, he's very into this animal, an ayah now. He told me what an ayah eats, but who eats an ayah? What is an ayah? Okay, okay, you got to speak Yisrael Meir. When Yisrael Meir is here, he'll tell you all about an ayah, what it eats, what habitat, where it's natural habitat. But he's into an ayah right now. The kitzer is that sheep... <laughs> <laughs> the answer is that a sheep is a lot of animals would love a good juicy steak. A sheep's a geschmack, good meat, and he has very little protection. A sheep. You have animals that run fast. You have animals that kick hard, that bite hard. A sheep is very wanted and very very little protection, very little means of protecting itself. Easy, really, a sheep is easy prey to many animals. The kitzer is the only hope for a sheep is its is its shepherd. Sheep's home. A guy has this flock of sheep, and the shepherd's there. What the shepherd does, he can't watch it twenty four seven, and everybody knows that a good um, a wolf can decimate all the sheep in a minute. The wolf comes and all the sheep are dead. Anybody knows coyotes. Mr. Frank, Rabbi Franklin, who has the farm upstate, and his wonderful son was in yeshiva. He told me that once a coyote eats one of his sheep, he has to kill the coyote, he has to hunt him down. Once he tastes the food, the coyote will always come back from where he told me. He hunts down till he finds the coyote that ate his sheep, that ate one of his animals, and he blasts the coyote out of existence. But coyotes, and there are a lot of animals that love to eat one of those sheep. So what the shepherd does eight times is it puts a watchdog next to the sheep and the watchdog protects the sheep. Comes one day and the watchdog chases a squirrel and leaves the flock unattended eight times. Comes the coyote, (laughs) 
dog chasing squirrel, and the coyote comes and he decimates the flock. He has a field there. He has a barbecue. He managed Dave Bartlett's barbecue. Have no, have nothing on this coyote's afternoon, and he decimates the flock. When the shepherd comes back, Hashem has a message for him. Your animals are now all nevelos, they're carcasses. They would have been delicious meat, shechted, you would have earned a pretty penny for them. They're all nevelos, they're carcasses. They're not worth anything, you, you can't eat them. Says Hashem, l'kelev and give them to the dog. Says the Sifurna, why are you feeding them to the dog? Your dog was a faithful watchdog for years. Gratitude. Gratitude. Feed it to the dog. Yaren? Do you have a question on this before now? What was the scene? What happened? The dog chased the squirrel because he disappeared. The coyote comes and decimates your flock. What is Hashem's message to the, to the shepherd? Who should you feed? All, all, you just lost about a million dollars, your whole business. Who should you feed it to the dog? You know why? Because he's been such a loyal watchdog. What's your question on that? What is the shepherd feeling? The shepherd wants to kill the dog. The shepherd's ready to wring the dog's neck. This dog ran after a squirrel and you're... And Hashem says... <laughs> and Hashem says... Hakar satoy gratitude... Gratitude to the dog now? Are you serious? <laughs> the dog just ran after the squirrel and caused my whole flock to be decimated. And what's my Hashem's message to me? Gratitude to the dog. Are you being serious? I want to. I'm not in gratitude. He just ran after the. For many years, I've observed. Let me, talk, let me talk about a narcissist for a few minutes. Narcissists are, f- are fascinating people. I want to say three aspects to a narcissist. The word is thrown around way too much. Narcissist is a serious mental illness. It's thrown around. Any guy who's a little selfish, a narcissist, he's not a narcissist because he's selfish. He's selfish. We're all selfish. Being selfish doesn't make sense. A narcissist, I've been in Chinuch 21 years, Baruch Hashem, about... And I've seen maybe five in 21 years. They're very rare. Every guy's a little selfish, self-absorbed. Does not make him a narcissist. Far from it. And it's very wrong. People throw it at a narcissist. Calm down. The guy is selfish. He's self-absorbed. He's not a narcissist. Narcissist is a rare... And what's a narcissist? Three attributes to a narcissist. An exaggerated sense of self... They seem to think they're more or higher or bigger. You wonder, I sat on a flight to Eretz Yisrael. I sat next to a lady who Pashas was a narcissist. I asked her while she was eating, she was eating. First, she sits in Ray Brownstein's chair. He was supposed to sit next to me, not this fine lady. Ray Brownstein was next to me. And Ray Brownstein comes, she had a middle seat. Ray Brownstein had an aisle seat. She had a middle seat, like a row or two back. Ray Brownstein said, um, I think it's my seat. So she looked up. She said, I am sitting here. She said, I am comfortable here. Huh? <laughs> you know, that's what she said. Now, if you know a narcissist, the sense is, do you know what you're talking to? No. She said, she said, exact, I'm not exaggerating. I think that's my seat. She looked up. She said, I am comfortable here. 
I hear, I hear. Like, it was hard to argue on that. Like, go argue with She was comfortable with I asked her during the flight, could we put down the, she was eating, and she kept leaning in. I, I felt like I just, I, I was trying to just do my thing. I said, could we put down the bar? You know, there's a bar between. I wanted to add, I don't really need a rishos to put down the bar that goes between every seat. Maybe we can put the bar down between our seat. She said, I am eating now. So, yeah, I know. I wasn't asking her for help to put the bar down. I can do it myself. I am eating now. Yeah, sure. The stu- all the I'm not exaggerating. The stewardess said you have to put up your seat. She, she said that seat will not go up. Like literally, the stewardess left. She called somebody else who just forced it up. She 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 was a she was a narcissist. The sense is, do you know who you're talking to? An exaggerated sense of self, narcissist have, it's freaky. And it, they don't say those words that you know who you're talking to. If you get a narcissist, an exaggerated, a narcissist treats it when you talk to them they, that they've done a lot for you. They could have done nothing for you. An exaggerated sense of self. It's one aspect to a narcissist. Step number two to a narcissist is that they have no empathy. No empathy. They really don't feel bad for the next person. It's like no shaykhs. Like they never like, oh, well, he's, he's like, he's saying good. Like they're very stuck in themselves, no empathy. But I want to speak about the third aspect of a narcissist. They never build up a normal person. Our mothers do a lot for us. If mom does 14 bad things, I might get upset in the moment, but I oh, she is very nice to me. There's a, there's a built up there's a build up. You have an account by me, a large account, because you've done a lot of goodness to me. By narcissists, there's no build up of gratitude. There's no chalois of gratitude. It's like if a mother is bad to a narcissist kid, the kid explodes, and there's no sense. I think I've been good to you a long like some like there's a build up at all. Do I have some credit by you? I, I, I should have a little credit. By a narcissist, they'll say thank you in the moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But a buildup of credit you don't have. They have zero gratitude. Zero. You, you watch it, you're like, um, I think that person was good to you. For, there's no buildup. They may say thank you, but there's no credit. All of us, when we owe gratitude, it stores up. Tzadikim are the exact opposite of narcissists. If you do a tzaddik a favor, it's weird. You don't lose the credit. I have a year I did something good in Eretz Yisrael, he's a tzaddik. He's paid me back times. But he's like, every time I see him, he, like, he owes me. He has a debt. Like The credit never uses up. It's the weirdest thing. It's, I call gratitude the tzaddik midah, gadol midah. And Gedolim have gratitude that's so how it's so much credit is stored. You could like take it. You imagine you put so much money in the bank, you could just take out endlessly. It seems like the credit never uses up for one good thing. Their gratitude is the opposite of a narcissist. A narcissist, there's no buildup of credit. A tzaddik has such a buildup of credit. I, I thought I depleted the account long ago. Nope. You still have good credit here. You did that. And for small favors, mind you, the gratitude doesn't seem to stop for small things. A tremendous, tremendous base of gratitude, of appreciation. 
that seems you could just take out and take out endless withdrawals and it doesn't seem to stop. What I want to say, Hevra, listen to this word. What does the Torah say to the, to the shepherd? He, he, the, the, the dog ran, was serving five years loyally. He ran away after a squirrel and the coyote comes and decimates your flock. Says the Torah, gratitude to the dog. Gratitude, I want to wring his neck. He ran after the squirrel dove and my whole flock got decimated. It's not even then of gratitude. That is the mark, Ezra, of gratitude. What could, what could it withstand? Gratitude Friday night is not just to say, Mom, thank you for supper. Any thinking guy, Friday you were playing ball, she was in the kitchen. She worked hard for me. Gratitude, that recognition has to build up a storage house of credit. It's only gratitude if Shabbos day she's impatient and tired and yells at you and she's entirely wrong and you give her a pass. It's only gratitude if it's that. That's what gratitude is. The dog let by it ran after the, the, it ran after the squirrel and now the coyote decimated. The question is, on the five years of service, do you have gratitude? Could it withstand the momentary lapse? Gratitude means, but I look at that dog, but he did so much for me. He's been so loyal for so many years. It's true he left, and it's true. And, and by the way, I may get momentarily angry. Where you would be, say, one second, he's been with me five years. He's done a lot of good. If I could tap into that, storage house, that credit, that's gratitude. That's what you're obligated. Gratitude means that it stores, that it stays, that it survives mistakes. So purposely Hashem says, gratitude to the dog. Bidafka at the moments you're angry, Bidafka at the difficult times is the question, do you have storage houses of gratitude? Does your gratitude last? And it's a good question. What does your gratitude survive? Gratitude to mom for Friday night. The, the, the Western mind, say thank you. I, I get so nervous. Say thank you. You got to tell your kids. The goal, your kids should say thank you. That's not the goal, say thank you. The goal is mom cooks supper. That there's halois. You recognize she worked hard in the kitchen. Wow. Now she's built up credit by you. And it can survive different things that happen. The next day she makes a mistake, mom. They're human. Something happens. You might even get upset. You have one second. It survives. Gratitude to a spouse. When you appreciate it, what's the secret to it? I have wondered for years, guys, what's the secret? How do we have a gratitude that's powerful? How do we have... And the only answer I've ever come, somebody has a different answer, I'm open-minded, is focus. Focus! You got something good, focus on it. We're so busy focusing on what we're missing, worried about all different things, a little focus. Hey, spend a moment, eat in the dining room, spend a minute, you're walking out of the dining room. Yaakov Lieber cooked this meal. Yaakov Lieber worked for me. Spend a minute or two or ten. Spend some time. Yeah, he was in the kitchen. I was running that. I wasn't in the kitchen this morning. He was. He made these. He put in some oil in a pan. He fried it. Visualize a little bit. 
The guy sat there. I wasn't there. If a guy sees Sholi in Yesheva and Sholi throws away, you leave on the table and he throws away something. If you don't have like a storage house of gratitude that the guy all day, every day is cooking for us, you're just not focused right. Sameach Bichelkoi requires a focus on the goodness that we got. A focus uh, uh, that somebody was misspining. Somebody marked it down. Walk out and be misspining. Anybody watch your show, you think about it. He's in the kitchen and he's cooking for you. He's cooking for you. Did you do you stop? Do you visualize? If you do, you, you see him. He's like, this guy works for me. He makes me. I, I like lunch. He's working hard. He makes me lunch. He fr- visualize. Spend the time. Friday night suit is not just saying thank you. Spend a minute and visualize. You were playing ball Friday afternoon. She wasn't. She was in the kitchen. Thursday night, she shopped to get the ingredients. She was working hard for this. Visualize, mark it, focus on it, put it down, store it. This binding us on the focus on what we've gotten. The very word akar satayib doesn't mean gratitude, it means recognizing the goodness. Marking it, recognizing it, counting it. I don't know for sure the secret of tzaddikim. How akar satayib, how the gratitude becomes so powerfully stored that it survives so much. My picture of a tzaddik is you give him a ride and like 40 years later, this is my picture of a tzaddik, of Gedalim. You give a Godel a ride and like 35 years later, you're like, oh, oh, and you get like all this treatment. You're the guy you gave the ride. What? Who? You long forgot. I get, you paid me 14 times in the interim. It's how. It's how. They got a ride. They were excited by it. They marked it. They remember it. They focused on it. It comes from focus, Rabbi. It comes from focus. It's binding us on the positive. This mid of sameach bechelka, of marking what we have, of celebrating, of noticing what we have. If a guy doesn't spend time that his wife did his laundry, he's out of his mind. His mom did his laundry. He's out of his. Spend a little time. Be misbeining. You didn't sit there separating. You know what it means to sep- do socks and Gehenim. They make you like figure out what matches of socks. <laughs> You know, did you ever put on maybe the hardest activity to human beings? If I ever make a torture chamber, I mean, did you ever put on the covers? You know, the, the sheet covers on the covers? That is the hardest activity. <laughs> and when you're covered, this, this, is, this is like the biggest nightmare in this existence. The biggest nightmare on, on planet Earth is when your cover, your inside cover is messed up from the outside. <laughs> guys have businesses in yeshiva this guy sells eggs this guy makes schnitzel sandwiches could you imagine I think nobody does this because it's like Gehenim could you imagine that I'll fix your cover I'll, I'll, I'll get it straight <laughs> the work for that you almost rather and then you're dealing with a cover that the whole inside's like over one of your feet and the rest thing is cold but you just can't face to re-put on that <laughs> and your mama Set the cover the first time she puts it, she washes the laundry. That activity, that activity, I break out in a cold sweat. My wife says in the basement, I take care of my basement. Danielle, I wash the covers, I break out in a cold sweat. <laughs> oh no.
You turn it inside out. There's a whole system. You put it inside out. You put your hands in there. Oh, my goodness. To get it right. To get it right. But okay. The bottom line is, is focus. Visualize. Somebody spent the time. Somebody worked on this. Somebody did something for me. It has to be chal. It has to be registered. It has to be felt. We spend so much time, we're like turretons. You leave the dining room, you should feel overwhelmed. You look for Shuli, where is he? You want to give him a hug. Where's Yaakov? Where's the guy? I just ate a meal. Somebody made me a meal. Somebody puts out the different salads. That means somebody, you know what it means to dice tomatoes? Somebody diced, and then grow diced. I don't think we found yet tomatoes that grow diced or cucumbers. Somebody's spending the time to dice your cucumbers and put out the different sauces, tuna fish every day. It's wonderful. Focus, gratitude. Focus on the goodness. This on hug of Sameach Bechelkoi. Somebody who's happy with their lot who celebrates and appreciates and has a focus. The reason I connect gratitude and Sameach Bechelkoi is because the Chayvah Salvavis brings three reasons that people don't have proper gratitude. And one of his three is they focus on what they don't have, not what they have. The midah of gratitude is to be busy with what you have. Yeshli Koyal. Celebrate, appreciate, enjoy what I have. Mark it, think about it. This midah of gratitude that, 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 that's chal, that's able to survive the coyote attack, that's able to survive, that's the gratitude that we're all striving for. That you have a gratitude that it's, that, and that could even be mistakes, but I can so easily bring back, you have, you, have, you have so much credit by me. It can withstand time. It can withstand difficult events. It's the opposite of the narcissist. The narcissist, you never build up gratitude. They have zero gratitude. I have a theory, they're very selfish, we know a narcissist. They have no empathy, they don't care about another's feelings. I have a theory, I don't know I'm right. We are born very selfish. A little kid cares about his own needs. I have this theory, I don't know I'm right, that what changes the, what changes the equation? A little kid, every little kid's born selfish. Mommy, you're like, oh, you tell your kid, you'll see when you have a little kid. Obviously, you tell your kid six months, he doesn't understand. Like, I'm so tired, let me sleep. Like, oh, no. But the kid, you know, something happens, they have a need, they have a need. You try to, like, negotiate. I'm so tired. They don't care that you're tired. They're about themselves. Hashem made them. What takes a selfish person and brings them out? I have a theory that gratitude is the natural thing that a kid is gratitude to mom. They start liking mom and appreciate mom. I think it's the first midah that brings them out of themselves. Hey, I have a giver. Hey, I care about somebody else. Hey, I appreciate mom. I suspect that gratitude brings us out of ourselves. Once we're out of ourselves, we let others in also. I have a theory on the narcissist that it's the lack of gratitude and they're stuck always selfish. Because they have no gratitude, they never appreciate mom and never notice others and spend the. Re- I have a suspicion. I don't know. I'm right that the lack of gratitude is what causes the selfishness, the self-absorption, the lack of empathy and caring about another's feelings. I think we're all born just ourselves, and I happen to think gratitude pulls us, but I can't prove this. I haven't yet. You need to bring a raya, gemara, chazal, a I'm not clear yet. 
it's interesting. There's a Yid who's making a chas on a Sunday night, a big tzaddik, who was in Yeshiva Rebbe. And he said, I figured out this Yeshiva through gratitude. It brings people back to life. I see people emerge healthy, gesund, through gratitude. If there's a mid I want to hand to the guys in Yeshiva, I want them to be appreciative. I'll tell you something funny. I have cases of kid comes for an interview. I've done one or two interviews in my life. Kids come for an interviews are a blast. And I, if you're part of me, I have to have fun. If you're doing seven interviews in a row, it can get tedious and exhausting. So I have all these fun things I observe and enjoy. One of the joys of an interview is you have this 10th grader, and inevitably he's embarrassed for mom. And he sits there on the interview and he's like, He's like lipping, as if I don't notice, making hand motions. Always like, he's embarrassed. I'm not, yeah, he's normal. He's a youngster. It takes us to all of us who are at ages where we already hopped. Our parents are the coolest in the world. But when we're younger, we're embarrassed from our parents. You know what always strikes me? Your mother took the day off. This is what strikes me. Your mother has taken the day off. She's driven you here. She's, she's taken the day off. You know, she has work. She's given, she's saying, you are busy, embarrassed for mom. Have you noticed? Have you cared? Why aren't you overwhelmed? Mom, she took the day off. The kid's not busy. It's focus. She's embarrassing. It's normal. You're 15. You're embarrassed. Mom is crazy. She's embarrassing. She's so weird. A bucker thinks he's like so swinging and his father's so nerdy. Mom, no, dad, don't, don't come to the dining room. Okay, when that same kid's in 12th grade, he knows his father's the coolest guy. He's the coolest cat in the game. When you're 10th grade, you don't realize how cool your father is. That's the nature. When we had the father-son day, the 12th graders, people were showing off that Aaron knows his father's the coolest guy in the game. At older ages, we know it. You probably, did you even know it in 10th grade? I think so. Yeah, I know it even 10th. But most people in 10th grade, you're embarrassed. By 12th grade, you know your father's the coolest guy around so it's very good that you're embarrassed. I get it. But why aren't you busy? Why aren't you busy with appreciation? Why isn't that like register? Why isn't that how it's all focused? You're not thinking about it. The job of a sophisticated person is I'm busy focused. I can't believe you took the day off. This is nuts. You took the day off. I don't even have headspace to think that you're embarrassing. I'm busy with something. I'm overwhelmed and taken by something. I'm explaining. Now that kid chooses to ignore that fact. He has to get it in his head. One second, one second. Time out, time out. What just happened? Mom goes to work. Why is she here? Huh? She's busy with me. She gave her day to me. He's explaining us. Think about it. Focus on it. That's what I want to say to the whole Hevra. I want us, we all need to be zeichet of gratitude. Be misplaining. Focus on the positive. Think about it. Let it store up. Let it be hell. It's true they're 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 challenges, but let's try to build up this like this this treasure chest of appreciation, this credit by us because somebody did good to us. Having gratitude to people is the path to gratitude to Hashem. It's the secret to gratitude to Hashem. In Pirkadir Belazar it says, People who are mocking the Tavasu shall be Adam. Come to market toiv Tashem. If we're not market toiv people, we'll never come to be market toiv Tashem. All of us should be zayicha to be makire toiv in attitude. What Mayor Tell labeled an attitude of gratitude. Brilliantly, all of us should be zeich sameach bechelkei to that bracha shlema, that perfect bracha that Hashem gave Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He should bench us with that bracha of koil.
Whoever wants to dab Mimcha, we want to get him before Shkia. Please come to Jonathan in my minute.